musical back again. We don't sing, we don't read books. We're just discussing Tyler the Creator's latest project, Scumfuck Flower Boy. Or just Flower Boy, if you don't want to swear and you happen to be like a multimedia digital storefront that everyone has access to. But not me. I can say whatever I want. No one listens to this podcast. correct yeah i have i don't i think before this i've not listened to a full tyler the creator project i might have listened to goblin all the way through but i think most of the time i i I don't make it all the way through and i don't think i don't think i tried to listen to cherry bomb i don't think anyone did yeah that project was a little lost to yeah the listeners it comes out on a shuffle and there's one song i like but everything's really fucking loud on that. Yeah, it's album. really, the mix is kind of not good. It's too, it's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, going into a new Tyler the Creator project, it's um, someone with, who I know can rap, because I've heard him do good raps before, and someone who I know is like, like, I respect their creative vision because they're, like, he's, like, such a good fashion designer and he's, like, he makes good music videos and he's, he's like, put together a collective and had a TV show and all that. But just his solo music never clicked with me. That's what, that's what happened. But I was ready to be, um, I was ready to be impressed because I we spoke about a little bit last time, I knew that this was going to be a little different than any of his other stuff. So I was ready to be impressed by it. And I think it... I think it it didn't sound exactly how I want, was expecting it to sound, but it, it landed right in that zone where I, I was surprised by it in all the right ways. Yeah, I'm, when Goblin came out, like my friend group like got really into it. So it was always playing, so I've been listening to Tyler since then. Um, But I did not try and listen to Terry Bomb. I couldn't do that. I thought that was, like, too much into his not-so-great qualities in music. And it was kind of like, I think, him experimenting with that side. But it's like, oh, no, you could have done that by yourself. Like, we didn't all have to, like, listen to this, too, because I don't think it was done too well. But then Who Dat Boy was the first thing I heard from this, and it sounded like old him, but more grown up, which was really nice. And then 911, of course, at the end of that was super different. So I kind of felt like I knew what I was getting into for it being different, but I don't think it was as different as I hoped. Yeah, I definitely agree with how it wasn't as different as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a little going to be a little bit more romantic, a little more yeah, more grown up than Tyler originally was because I've been listening to Tyler the Creator since like 
Transylvania and like all of those old like what back when OF was still together and I'm a really big Tyler fan but I can see why people don't like him en uh, enough to actually like look out and search for his music because he does have some qualities that are a little like oh come on like that's a little bit childish kind of thing but I respect him so much as a creative, like, visionary, and the way that he raps is something so much more different than what has been already done before, but like you said with Cherry Bomb, I feel like he was, like, really experimenting, like, trying hard to make it something more him, but in it just got caught up in the process where it's just too much noise, too much of his not-so-good qualities, but... I think he really did bounce back with Flower Boy. A hundred percent. Like that is the two those two back to back are like the starkest. Yeah, they have the biggest contrast. contrasts to each other from all of his music. Even like the older stuff doesn't compare to the difference that he, Cherry Bomb and Flower Boy does. I can't I always forget the names of his album, but it was the one before Cherry Bomb. Wolf. Where he had Wolf, yeah. I thought Wolf was that, his most mature. Wolf, yeah, I feel like, was album, his most mature, and then Flower Boy surpassed that, and now he's a little even more grown up than he was before. Because I think I read that he produced all of these songs himself, at least if not all of them, most of them on Flower yeah. Boy. So yeah, you can tell, like, I think yeah. this and Wolf are the only ones you could compare. And even yeah. Wolf had its moments of, like, old school him. Yeah. And stuff. And then, like, ideas weren't as developed or, like, the way he went about speaking on them wasn't as creative as this one. Yeah. And the kind of instrumental font that he's going with is, like, a 70s, maybe late 60s soul and pop music sound, which I think is... There's not a lot of people doing it. I feel like it's kind of in line with what Childish Gambino did last year. But it's it's not like uh, Tyler's still rapping, though, so it's a whole different thing. But it's kind of like... It's, it's like there's a little bit of that wave moving throughout um, just some artists picking up that direction. Yeah. And then that's the main difference here, just as a little... Yeah, I think um, he does it where he combines, like, that old, especially with um, 911, it's, like, classic, like, 70s soul kind of, like, bounce around music. But then throughout all his music and even throughout the years when he started trying to experiment outside of just, like, harsh beats, it's that, like, m little orchestra kind of sound that he has. And this album is just, like, the orchestra but set to this time frame, like... Is what it comes off as on the beats. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about some lyrics. Uh, first thing on the first track, it was very reassuring to me because I'm, I'm on my defense. What's Tyler going to be talking about? Uh, first verse of the first track is extremely introspective. He's not pushing out. And he's not, like, he's not pushing out his insecurities on other people being like, you can't handle me, which is what he does a lot of times. Now he's just, he's just presenting himself 
bear more. Uh, and he's not rhyming. He's foregoing the rhymes in order to do, like, a wordplay where the last word of the line leads into the next idea. Um, so it's it's a level of lyrical maturity where I don't need to rhyme and I don't need to uh, be abrasive. I can just say what I mean in this clever way to kick off the whole album. And then, so, at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this to be uh, completely different, and then I just, I, I drop my defenses at that point. So I'm, like, going into the other songs, I'm not like, oh, what's Tyler going to be talking about this time? I'm like, the first song just set the tone for me in a way where I can, like, I can approach all these songs from a neutral perspective instead of, like, a, ooh, I don't know what Tyler's going to do on this song type of thing. The first song, like, definitely sets the tone because it's still his angst from earlier, but it seems now he's understanding it more and he's trying to figure it out himself instead of just letting himself be caught up in it and angry. So it's, like, a lot more honesty and deeper reflections. Yeah, and a lot, again, with the maturity of the lyrics and, like, how he's doing the wordplay and just everything with it. But it still has that, like, classic horn kind of sound that his older music has. So it's kind of easing the listener into, like, both his old kind of sound, but with, like, a new twist to it. Yeah. And um, I think the line that's most characteristic of Tyler's growth from his... I don't know about Cherry Bomb, but from his earlier music to this is on the next song where he's uh, where he's talking about how he shows black kids that they can do what they want. Um, yeah, that lyrics. Dye their hair yeah, blue. Yeah, I can dye my yeah, hair blue because, and stuff. Yeah, in the in the past, a lot of the lyrical content and a lot of the conversation around Odd Future is how they only have white fans, and I think that was like an internal conflict for him. But now he's realizing that it's not just he has white fans, it's that his black his black fans don't fit like a stereotypical like black caricature, and he's embracing that now yeah which which ties into um he's he speaks a lot uh he well he doesn't speak a lot, but he references uh just being black uh dealing with police on like a lot of songs and he's digging into the vault of like american black music with this this soul sound so yeah this album's a lot more uh black than tyler used to be i think that has to do with like him coming to like understand himself more like all right first you got big off of like one of your first songs and you're thrown into like the odd future bubble like they were just like going, 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 and now that it finally slowed down, it's like he's reflecting on it, because, like, he, the, where Blooms is, like, his rise, and that, like, he, now he has everything that he was saying he got, but it's just, like, that's not what matters now to him. It's, like, mm -hmm. being more honest. And it's interesting, because he started talking with a kid, Kevin Abstract, who's, like, a young kid with the same, like, weirdness as an artist, and um, he's been, like, mentoring him and this album sounds a lot like what Kevin Abstract does with, like, just honesty and embracing that you don't fit into any of your, de like, the demos that you should. 
So it's, and he's featured on one of the songs, but he's not like listed as doing the vocals. Nothing was listed at first, right? No. Like day one, there were. Yeah, they added that in. It was I, weird. Like Apple Music updated it last week. Yeah, I but realized then, that. Even on there, he's not listed, and then even on Rap Genius, he's not. I had to like oh. research. Maybe he's just a writer, not a. Voice. No, he does those singing. And I thought oh, it was okay. Tyler, and I was like, this is really creepy that it sounds exactly like him. Do you know which song it is? I'm trying. Oh, Boredom. Oh, okay. Yeah, that the beginning singing is Kevin Abstract. Okay. Yeah, specifically with Pothole, I, I heard Jaden Smith's voice, and I'm like, I recognize that, but I don't Yeah, yeah I was so surprised now, with seeing that it was Jason, see it, yeah. Jaden Smith. I was like, wait, that's Jaden Smith. <laughs> That would have been Hold the last person I guessed, but I was like, I know who it is, but I would never guess Jaden. Yeah. Yeah. I got it before they updated it, but it is like, I I listened to like the whole song, and I'm like, I know that voice, but I don't recognize it as like a, as a person. I just know I've heard it before. <laughs> but uh, going back, does anyone have anything else to say about Forward? It's... It's mostly like it's like a spoken word poem almost. Yeah. 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 Um okay, so where flowers bloom, uh there's a really cool moment in the beat which I don't think he capitalizes on as much as I would have liked where this where Frank Ocean uh first comes in, there's like a sax that comes in under it and it's like a weird like it just like bubbles up for like three notes and then goes away and then it does it it does it another time after that so it's like worked into the beat as almost a percussive element and it sounds so cool and it's it's something that a saxophone usually doesn't do on a hip hop beat and i would have if i was making that beat that would have been the the focal point of the beat i just wanted to draw attention to how cool that little moment was i thought and it's it doesn't detract from the song that it doesn't happen all over the place. It's just that's how good it was. Is I would have done that all over the place. I think something that I might talk about with a lot of songs and is the main thing that's not all the way there with this album is it feels uh, within the songs. Like the album itself is very uh, connected and consistent with the sounds throughout the whole thing. But within each song, there are moments where it feels like it's a little loosey-goosey disjointed and specifically with where flowers bloom the second time frank ocean comes in and with tyler's uh with tyler coming back in after frank's part they have frank's voice fading in instead of just coming in at full volume and it's like that kind of obviously it's done on purpose but that kind of sound with, like, the beat starts and then the voice fades in shortly after is, like, reminiscent of, like, a live show where the sound guy, like, messes up for a second and then tries to fix it. So it sounds really, um, it sounds like it doesn't connect the way that it could have. And then when Tyler comes back in after that, they, like, cut the first couple beats of his vocals out it's it's like copy pasted from earlier in the song, but they cut it out and then they have it punch in uh when the beat picks up a little bit again. And that kind of stuff, I feel like the song would be smoother if they didn't try to get weird with the transitions and they just had uh they just let the transitions stand. I think throughout the album that's like that stuff comes up because it's such like Tyler just does things to see what they're gonna be like kinda and he makes it 
almost for himself. So it's like he just did that to add in a weird transition. Yeah. And I think the main... like that and, like, random things added and taken away, like, with om- like without, like, correct... Like, it's not like, oh, just 30 seconds of this. It's, like, random. It just has to do with him, like, just fucking around. Yeah, Sometimes the it main... Sometimes out well. But. The main other one is Garden Shed, where I, I, it, Estelle starts singing. Uh, she does, like... I forget the words at this point, but she has, like, a cool vocal melody that she does twice, and then she just, like, kind of trails out and then comes back in with something completely different. And it's, like, it's not a fully developed idea, and it doesn't connect to the next idea. It just stops, and the next idea starts. So every once in a while, something like that'll pop up. Just That's just my comment on that, yeah. Agreed. And then sometimes it's just a quick interlude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which and just sounds like exact, like that is the exact Tyler sound I think of when it's not like him doing radicals or something. Like it's just that like kind of weird orchestra with like a tone over it and then a trumpet and like some triangle noises, like occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sometimes doing this interlude set up a weird transition into See You Again but I think it was important to get the radio host thing in there because uh, the transition from boredom to I ain't got time depends on it. Yeah. And I and I really like the transition between those two songs. So I setting up the radio host earlier in the album is necessary, even though I don't think it transitions into See You Again as good as um, the, the transition into I ain't got time. And then See You see you Again was the moment for me when the song started where I was like, okay, I get that he's doing the 70s soul music thing, but maybe just doing that isn't enough. And then, like, as soon as that thought finished, the, the okay. beat kicked in, and I was like, oh, I was completely wrong. <laughs> like, they waited just long enough for me to doubt it, and then they proved me completely wrong. And it was like, that was such, that was such a cool, like, subversion of my expectations, and, I, and it makes me like the song, like, so much more than just listening to it on its own. Like, yeah. being at that point, it's at the perfect point in the album for that to happen. This is my favorite song on the album. I was already just excited because Callie was on it. And then the OK OKs came out, and I, like, lost my shit. I thought that yeah. was one of the best switch-up in a song. And it was so seamless, whereas, like, usually when he does things like that, it's, like, the parts songs, like, the one half is yeah. this song, the other half is that. So mm-hmm. it's, like, I was, like, oh, no, is he going to do it? And it just kept going in and out of that, like, so well. Yeah. I really Cause, I love those OKs. Because later in the song, they have the part that she's singing with the more energetic beat under it, and it still works. So yeah. it's not even like a beat switch. It's just like taking the song to the next level at the perfect moment. This is also my I, favorite song on the album. Um, I I know that like the song "I Fucking Hate You" from Wolf is a like way song. way different than this. But it gave me the same feel as I fucking hate you with the like kind of like the romantic y kind of feel and then just like the lyrics too because like he goes through like where Pharrell is gonna be like all delicate and stuff, but then he comes in with his like hard raps and this was my favorite I love this song so much. I could not stop Damn, playing. I it. didn't pick a favorite. 
I didn't yeah. pick a favorite. I wish this got, like, more stream. Like, I wish you should have dropped that instead of boredom. Yeah. Like, I would have been freaking out. But it was a nice, it was a surprise yeah. when it happened in the album. I think that made it very effective. Yeah. And just, just a talking point, I guess. Hip-hop never really tries to be pretty. And I think a lot of, like, Tyler's kind of set out to make a pretty-sounding album on here. And that's, like, like the closest I could think to, to, like, a producer or a rapper who cares about sounding pretty is, like, Clams Casino sometimes wants to sound, like, more, I would say, more majestic. So I think that's a totally unique angle say, that he's um, going for. Like, how pretty Rocky this song too. is. On he calls himself pretty. Oh, no, yeah, actually, no, yeah, but you're like, right. <laughs> he is. He's beautiful. But he's like, very pretty. <laughs> very pretty. No, but on LSD, that was such, like, a weird album that had, like, that same, like, musicality to it that I don't think he, like, was... People do on rap albums, usually. You're right. Uh, yeah. That's actually... It's kind of similar to how this album is. Yeah. That's and they're cool. best friends, so that's funny. Yeah. Wait, what year did um, LSD come out? Because, fun fact, Who Dat Boy was made in 2015. Let's see. Um, Anything uh, else to say about See You Again before we move on? It's, the beat's so, like, the beat is so pretty, but it's also lit at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Pretty lit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate what is your sleuthing? <laughs> what is your sleuthing reveal? Alana? 2015 as well. There what you is go. That? Ha ha. So this is a a sleeper from the LSD days. Yeah, he said him and here. Rocky made it 2015, which is why this was the song that sounded most similar to Tyler's stamp style. But then that's weird because a Cherry Bomb also came out 2015, I think. But he seems so much more mature on Who Dat Boy than Cherry Bomb. So that's weird. That he w- and I guess it's good he waited so long to release it. Mm-hmm. I think lyrically, Who Dat Boy might, like, is kind of preserving a period in Tyler's life in the past. Because on, li- uh, on a later song, he's, he, he questions his lyrics on in Who November, Dat Boy. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's, he says, what if Who Dat Boy is rhetorical? And, like, I, I take that as he, like, he like doesn't really think he's all that, like, how he's talking about mm-hmm. it on this song. So I think I think pulling an older song to represent, like, that part of yourself was pretty effective. Yeah, I think so, too. That, yeah, that stood out to me on Glitter. When I, like, listened to it, I think the third time is when I caught that. And I thought that's, like, I think that's no... Wait, I think that him. was November... It's huh? November. Wasn't wasn't that November? Yeah. He doesn't rap on November. Glitter, really, does he? Or he does a little bit? Like, he does like, a little bit. Like, in, yeah. Yeah, we'll um, get to that when we get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But on November. I thought that was important to note, because it is his oldest sounding one, too. Yeah. And I love when albums... Talk like about when a, Refer, refer yeah, to themselves. Yeah, well, I, I, I love when 
when you're listening to an album, like, when a song is over, it doesn't, like, disappear. It's still part of the album, even when you're listening to the next song. So to reference back to an earlier track is to tie the album together in a more direct way than a lot of people care to. And he does that a lot um, throughout the songs in the album, like, with, like, the little okays. And then he also does it with a TikTok um, he says that in, like, multiple songs, too. I feel like he's really, like, referring back to, like, multiple songs, like, while he's going through them. Well, I think Boredom, I Ain't Got Time, and then 911 Mr. Lonely is kind of like a trilogy of songs that all go really closely together. Yeah. But that's, like, the theme in a lot of his albums, even back in the day. It's, like, one strung along kind of idea. Like, mm-hmm. he makes his albums as a whole piece. Like, each individual song, and then revisits them to bring them together. Okay, so on Who That Boy, um, it's got a very long intro, and I think that's perfect for coming from, like, an overwhelmingly pretty song to something more aggressive. The intro starts very simple, so it's not it doesn't, like, jut you into the new attitude. It, it eases you into it. But then it's got, like, it sounds like it could be, a, like, a horror movie score yeah. or something. Yeah. The way it builds up with the strings and all that. And then, it, and then like, once you've been unsettled by the intro, it jumps into the aggressive part. So I thought that, um, that transition of moods from one song to the next was handled very well. And in, like, such a musically interesting way that I could mistake it for a score was pretty impressive. And then I thought Rocky's voice sounded a little, like, I I don't know. I think Rocky, it sounded good because it was a little wilder than he usually sounds, but I also think he fell behind the beat in some places and sounded a little bit out of breath, which is weird. Oh, like when it dropped, like, it was summertime, like, that part. Yeah. Like, he's he's such an in-the-pocket rapper, so it's weird to hear him be loosey-goosey like that. And, but I think it it works in in kind of like a, oh, this is something different type of way. Because you don't have to be dead on all the time to be like a technically good rapper. You can, you can uh, navigate the beat in interesting ways. And I think um, it's off-putting at first, but it, when, it, when you let it slide, it gets cooler again. It almost continues the unsettling theme from the intro. Mm-hmm. But I won't let it slide. Well, I will let it slide. I have complicated reasons, but Jaden Smith can't rap. He can't. <laughs> he can't do the. He can't do the words in the rhythm, and 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 enunciate. He can't do it. Yeah, that was that was not. Yeah. We don't have. If anyone has anything else to say about who that boy, we can continue. No, but, we can move on. Uh, we can go, okay. yeah. Oh, wait, there's one of two Vince Staples references in that song. Oh, what's it? I didn't catch it. What is it? Uh, it was Summertime 06. I had the number nine, but that was way back before Vince. Oh, okay, yeah. I heard the Summertime 06, and I'm like, he's probably just referencing a real period of time, but then he he makes the Vince reference off of that. Yeah, and then in November that happens there we go. again. He says, um... Which is funny because they refer to that boy, and then he goes like, he's like it was. He says summertime '06 again as like an important date, while referring to who that boy. Like I think in the next verse, they're both yeah, from SoCal. Like, they know each other. 
Um, uh, Pothole is just like a regular. It's like the most traditional rap song that we've gotten. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it has a consistent theme with him talking about uh, driving and like what owning a car means at certain periods of his life. Uh, like he says, Clancy's the only reason that dealerships would let him cop. So like having a like a mentor is I mean like having like an older white man with him helps but also like having a mentor got him to that point in his life or I don't know if you would call him a mentor yeah but a, I mean early on a very in, trustworthy in manager yeah their beginning albums all of them like reference Clancy as like yeah. being yeah. like the dad like he took care of all of them and he kind of pushed them and I think he has a lot to do with how successful they got oh definitely yeah and, and if you think about how how a like a budding group of young black musicians would be taken advantage of by a label versus how Clancy like cultivated their talents and let them develop at their own pace. And I mean they ended up imploding eventually, but that not his <laughs> fault yeah. at all. He, like he did like so yeah, he's a he's an important figure in the history. But, yeah, just talking about, like, what driving and owning cars means to him in a lot of different spots. He also loves and then, his McLaren, so that has to be talked about, like, every other line. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of rap songs don't have consistent themes like that, so it, it shows... <laughs> the McLaren has been, like, his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it shows a level of lyrical thought where he's not just he's not just writing a verse, he's writing the whole song. And then... I think Jaden Smith's part works because it sounds like like old school West Coast rap where they had to punch in every line and they like didn't really know how to rap yet. They just I think it, it out. sounds yeah, they just it said sounds it. like it's, that. It's like 19 it's like Easy E on the first NWA album. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like a rapper from the 80s and it's that's what it works in this case and I, I mean, shame on Tyler for exposing his boy like that. But it works. <laughs> but with, like, sometimes, the old sometimes you gotta like... do what you gotta do. Sometimes with, like, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta gas. Sometimes you gotta gas your friend who thinks he can wrap up, so you get that weird off rap in the middle. <laughs> Is of the that song. what happened with Bug Squad? Is that why I'm in it? Oh my god! No. Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> Exposing me. <laughs> no, Tyler probably thinks. It's good. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> uh, he's not... He can't rap at all. No. Well, he, just, millions. he just came out with a new song, actually, called Batman. Is it yeah, bad? Yeah, it's, it's Jumpman, but he says Batman instead of Jumpman. It's yeah. it's like a it's like a it's like a YouTube parody song. Of <laughs> I saw it came out. I just never sat to listen to it. And like the album art, thought, the album art is like him in a Batman suit. Oh my! Oh my! I've seen the yeah, photo. That's yeah, like that's ill though because he's black and he has the white suit instead of white Batman having a black. Yeah, suit. that's pretty I think cool. That's Ill. Actually, yeah, all all the stuff Jaden Smith does in regards to like fashion and being weird on the internet. Oh, that's is really my favorite. Cool. Yeah, he, oh, his music. That's his my music favorite. Just all sucks. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's how like, can you we... can turn your YouTube parody into a billboard hit. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying, trying to do new weird things. The real crossover. Mm. <laughs> the real crossover. 
Okay, I already talked a bit about Garden Shed, but I would like to add that the verse at the end of Garden Shed, because there's like, it's kind of just like a folding over itself structure where like one part leads into the next. So the verse that comes at the end is, uh, I think it's my favorite verse, like single verse out of all of them. On this, it's, I don't particularly remember lyrics from it. That's not really how I listen to rap music. It's just got, it's got, um, I don't know. It's just the the flow he hits on here is like it hits my ears the right way. But then I think it it ends weirdly. Like it doesn't it doesn't have a full ending. It just kind of moves on to the next song. Yeah, it kind of felt like um almost an interlude with how it was treated. Yeah. Um but the whole time I listened to this cuz this is like the apparently like Tyler's coming out or whatever song mm-hmm. and all I kept thinking of was his line in Domo 23, and it's like, used to call a racist homophobic, so I grabbed Lucas and filmed us kissing. And I'm like, he's always pro-whatever, but I'm yeah. like, that's not really what he meant then, and that's not what he means now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was saying how, like, the garden shed is basically, like, him, like, in the closet kind of thing. So, I don't know if he really is or not. I don't know, and I almost don't care. I feel like... I really don't care. What I've taken it, what I've taken it as is, like, our generation is a lot more, this is going to get political. Our generation yeah. is a lot more, like, gender fluid, like, love who you, like, who cares? Like, there doesn't yeah. have to be a, t- um, you're not one way, this person doesn't have to be, like, a title, like, this way, this way, this way. So, like, this is what, uh, the references in the album, like, that's what I take it as. Yeah. Is, like, who cares? Like. Yeah, he's going to be whatever he, he's going to be. He's still going to be making yeah. music, so. And there doesn't have, there's no yeah. title. Yeah, and it has, like, nothing, Yeah. So that's what I like took this and I forget the other one that's um really about that. Um, he he references Oh yeah, Glitter I, has a huge one, but it's the same type of vibe. Yeah. Uh, well, I I personally to me it does matter because he used to use the F slur a lot yeah. and he gets he if he actually is gay, he gets a pass on all of a retroactive pass on all of those. Uh if he's not, I still won't listen to that music. But I th- went with celebrities especially, but basically with everyone. If you make vague references to it, I, I just let you make those vague references, and then until the person actually directly comes out, I don't want to press them about it. So, yeah. So with, like, all of the possible references to being gay or bisexual on this album, all of that's, like, uh, yeah, basically what you guys are saying. Like, do what you want. I'm not gonna... I'm not going to write a think piece about it until, like, there's an actual statement about it yeah. made by the person. Exactly. Cause, there's no need to speculate for something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because I listen, I listen to Sufjan Stevens, and if you try to dig apart a songwriter's sexuality based on their lyrics, like, you, you can't... You can't be more wrong listening to Sufjan Stevens' lyrics and, like, being like, oh, this is a straight person. Like, <laughs> all of his songs are all of his songs are just talking about, like, being in love with men, and then he's just a regular straight guy. <laughs> I, I revoke my statement about Jaden Smith being the real crossover. <laughs> Sufjan Steven gets that. Okay. Um... Boredom's work have an abstract of singing. Oh. I thought it was Tyler, and I was really shocked that he could sing that good. And yeah, I was gonna say exactly I was, like this seventeen-year-old boy. <laughs> I was gonna say that's definitely not him. I was really confused for a second, and I was like, mm, he either went back like five years or something. 
Yeah. But... And oh, this is the one... This is the one, like, towards the end where Tyler is just singing by himself, and then he's like, oh, wait, help me out real quick, and then they have the other voices yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, he's got, he's got, um, kind of, like, behind-the-scenes sort of ad-libs sprinkled throughout the whole project. I think that's a Which little I bit like. of a yeah yeah he I mean he's he's uh from the school of Lil B I think that's leftover from Lil B's influence having ad libs that are like very audible and don't necessarily line up with like your actual rap lyrics there's like just someone else interjecting into the song so I think that comes from that which I appreciate this song's like another one that was listed as like being with coming out reasonings, but I thought it was just because it's Kevin Abstract and he is, like, as if Tyler was a gay boy from Texas. Like, that is exactly who this kid is, and they have the same, like, weird vibe. So it felt like he just wrote a song in that style, and that actually had nothing to do with, like, personal reflection. I love boredom because it's extremely relatable. Like... There's yeah. there's so many relatable lyrics where I'm just like, oh yeah, those are my friends. They're not inviting me places. I'm hanging out here in in these four walls kind of thing. So I really yeah. like this song just because of like it's most the most relatable kind of content. But I love the outro beat where he's like doing the like find some time to find some time. I love that too. <laughs> yeah, it's groovy. It's groovy. He doesn't shy away from being a groovy dude on this album. No. no. And then his performance on Colbert was straight Soul Train. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a Soul Train for, uh, what's it called? Um, Frank Ocean's. Yeah, Frank Ocean's verse. Yeah. Yeah, and then the like the radio guy comes back in, and it's almost a seamless transition into I Ain't Got Time, which is almost like the opposite. It's a complete flip. Song. Yeah. Yeah, but it's they, they pull that transition off. And the beat I Ain't Got Time is crazy. That uh, is my favorite beat on the album. I can't stop with this song either. This is, this like is my really second favorite down, song. Um, like a calm down, focused version of like the Goblin beats. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, all right, let's actually take an approach to a song. Yeah, let's instead sit, of just let's like sit down and think about this for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of exactly just let's go is. off. It sounded exactly like Radicals to me, where it's like, a, like even though it's not as full with instruments, it's still such a hard beat, and then this one's like, okay, let's make it a structured one. Yeah. And uh, he freestyled, I read that he freestyled all the claps and the snaps, like, it, that wasn't planned, and then they just, like, worked it into the beat. Oh, I like cool. that. Yeah, I like when the beat cuts out and it's just clapping. Yeah, like, he was, was just doing really that good. while they recorded, and then they incorporated it. That's cool. That is really cool. I think this song might have been revisiting a, f- a vocal phrasing that he uh, used on uh, Loiter Squad TV show with uh, this the skit where he plays the rapper Young N Word, and then this where he just where the song is just like him saying Young for a long time, <laughs> and he says and then he says the N word at the end of that, and I and he like kind of does that with I ain't got time. Like that, yeah. I, I think he's. I think he realized that he wasted something great there, and he wanted to inc- incorporate that into a real song. It's like I gotta bring this back. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. 
So yeah, it it is it is a lot of old Tyler, which basically means like crazy energetic uh Tyler and but it's not like um it's not like I'm going to kidnap one direction fans Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh no felonies. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 said the beat was simpler than his other stuff which I don't have the frame of reference on, but I, I just like, I like how complex, like, the rhythms of the beat are. How it, it's, there's lots of multiple rhythms going on at the same time and interplaying with each other. I just mean simpler, like, it sounds like Radicals, but Radicals was, like, so many added noises, noises, no, it was just a lot of noise thrown in. So this is, like, stripped down, even though it's still, like, has complex. its complexities. It's streamlined now. Cool. And it's got an exclamation point in the song title. <laughs> oh, and also, yeah, like, we talked about how musically it transitions from boredom, which is, like, the opposite. But I think lyrically it just, it continues uh, the lyrical idea from boredom, but, like, from a more... It's like it's like the the depression and boredom that was affecting him on boredom turns into anger on I Ain't Got Time. Yeah. And it's, like... It's just a progression of those feelings, like, bubbling up inside of him. It's like boredom, he's searching for the time for himself, and then in I Ain't Got Time, it's because it's being consumed by people needing this from him, people needing that from him, and he's so just, like, over-involved in everything else that he doesn't have that time for himself. So it's like, I'm depressed, oh yeah, this is why, I forgot, and, like, goes off about it. And then, yeah, 911, I don't really... I don't know. This one is like the Tyler's singing a lot on it, and he's not that great of a singer. Uh, he, it's it's very traditional soul sound. It it I think this one it specifically in the nine one one part in the Mister Lonely part he does kind of different stuff, but um, it it doesn't have the unique Tyler flavor that he's bringing to this sound as much. He's kind of just going straight to it. Um, which I guess is okay as kind of like a, kind of like as a reference point for the rest of the songs where he's doing all sorts of weird and new, new interesting stuff with the sound to just to just kind of have a, just kind of have a, like stripped down, it's a like simple a, version of it. Yeah, it's like a direct homage to like the beat he like the sound yeah. he's using on the whole album. Yeah, I like it. I like it because it's only half a song too, so I think yeah. it's like that's. You chose the right place to put it, with it being the half song on the album, because I like it a lot, but I don't think I could do three minutes of, like, yeah, just direct making a song to make a song sound like something, and not, like, using it or growing on it. But I do like it a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The, like, the lyrics of the, like, 911 Call Me is, I think it's actually something kind of complicated going on, where he's he's using the emergency number on purpose to being like he needs to be reached out to from someone, but also the like saying 911 call me is like something that could have come out of like the, the hit factories of the sixties where they were like trying to write like 10 hit songs a day and they were just coming up with like stupid phrases and stuff. And that's where we get like the, uh, the who put the bump in the bump, ba bump, ba bump type songs. (laughs) Like it, it like it like fits into that lyrical tradition, but there's like in in how like the wordplay of it is, but 
it's got another layer on yeah. top. Yeah, like he used that, like, option to not really have to make sense in, like, just making a big idea in, like, four phrases throughout the whole song. Oh, wait, we skipped past something important, sorry. Uh, the guitar tone that f- comes out of nowhere in the middle of Garden Shed is wild. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that, but it's just, it's very yeah. different. It's a little bit Cherry Bomb, I think, maybe. I don't know. Cherry Bomb is like you I just instruments know... into the thingy in the fucking sink that um the does the food. Garbage, the garbage or, compactor. That's if you put every single instrument into a garbage compactor and had someone scream, like had like eight people scream at different volumes in different parts of your home at the same time. That's like what Cherry Bomb sounds like. Oh, okay. And then Tyler being mad <laughs> right. about like something that you like never will understand because you can't hear it. Like you, like your parents are arguing in the next room too. Like that's what it's <laughs> Cherry Bomb. And it's that. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, dropping seeds is just an interlude with a Wayne with verse on it. Randomly, oh. little Wayne. I was yeah. so confused when I first heard this I song. I was like, little Wayne. I was like, Lil Wayne? It's the least Lil Wayne sounding Lil Wayne verse I ever heard. Yeah. And I'm proud that Tyler made him not sound like him. I know. Because I fucking can't stand Lil Wayne. I never did. I can't stand him Did you hear his his guest verse on Solange's album? I didn't even listen to Solange's album. Yeah, Lil Wayne's verse on that album is legitimately good. Really? And I've been... I, I purposely avoid Lil Wayne just because... I was in, like, high school when he was at his height of, like, pretending to play guitar and, oh, like, writing was pop songs worst. and stuff. So, uh, like, I, rec- I recognize that for people who are older than me, they have a lot of respect for him. For like have- And then for people who maybe weren't, uh, weren't listening to him when that was going on, they see through that and just know about his older stuff. But for our age group specifically, he was doing some bullshit when we were exposed to him. So <laughs> Lollipop I, I, yeah. had, like, guitar God. solos in it. Um, that dumbass song, Let It Rock. Like, I couldn't do it. That yeah, was there's small. a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are older than us that don't even think about that when they think about Lil Wayne. They just think about like how many bars he has come up with and how he like kind of does it all off top without writing it down and stuff like that. But like all remember. like legitimate respectable rapper <laughs> things. <laughs> so this is this remember. is some more so this is some more legitimate respectable Wayne. I guess he's I mean he's got enough money now he doesn't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Unless uh, Birdman's still stealing it all. Oh yeah, well Theoretically, he should have enough money to not right. do that anymore. But <laughs> well, we all know who has the money. Yeah, Yo, he doesn't, Tyga he doesn't came do out any and he's like, the... "I never got any money from Rack City," which is the only Tyga song I could tell you is <laughs> a Tyga song. The only song he I has. Know. Like, yeah, this guy's getting tell his you, cars repoed. I tell then. you about. Like, <laughs> I tell you about hookah because Young Thug's on it. On which one? Hookah because Young Thug's on it. So that's two songs. That's two two songs. songs. There we okay. go. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't do, uh, but Wayne doesn't do any of like the the really corny like <laughs> say say two things, call that blank, and then laugh. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> like liquor sound, like, no lighter sound. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Which God. is great. It 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 doesn't suck. 
and that's the most we can hope from just Wayne jumping yep. in out of nowhere yeah. in the middle of an album and that being the whole song. I think he's in like his repair stage of his life where he's like, I'm too old. I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> Let me do just one good thing for Tyler. Let me just try until I Let die. Let me just try. Dude, that man has died like seven times. <laughs> and he's still, I think he gave up the lean is why he sounds good now. Maybe that's, that's what good. happened. That's yeah, what, him and Gucci. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what it is. I think so. Gucci's on that ill glow up, though. Okay. Anyway. So anyway. Oh, wait. Okay. No, we've already gone off track. Let me point something out. All right. On Mr. Lonely, Schoolboy Q is on there. Yeah. But in the style of Playboy Cardi, where you throw in, like, two sentences. I was like, where the hell is he? I was like, where is like Schoolboy on- Q? Or like on Danny Brown's album, where he's all over pneumonia, but he doesn't have a verse. Yeah. Stop doing Just, that yeah, to Schoolboy yeah, Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Schoolboy can what? rap. He can do something. Like, he's creative, too. He's, he's not good. like one-trick pony. Like, come he's, on. He's not that what bad. Danny, what no. Danny Brown said about that was... Uh, he, got, he got the beat, and he loved it, and he's like, this beat is mad annoying. It's like, I, I only know one thing that could make it more annoying. <laughs> it's just to have Schoolboy Q yelling all over it. <laughs> it, like, makes it my favorite song ever made. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect combination. Okay, November is kind of, like, um, maybe the emotional thesis yeah. I mean it's not in the right spot for it to be a thesis statement but it's like the moral of the story it's is like a November. to glitter as like the emotional top tipping point yeah but yeah. it's like the so, sad version of it mm-hmm. yeah so November is stands for like the the, t- the nostalgic time in your life that you look back to and then he has a bunch of people Saying what their November's is, that part's a little corny. Uh, we could we could have gone past that. Cute. I thought it was kind of cute for Ty- for Tyler to like be that soft. It was like nice. Yeah, the like oh it's you do soft. like remember fondly on things like you love things. That's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Talks more about driving on this. So he talks a lot about driving. That's that's super important to him. Uh, it's like how he can like how speak he thinks. See his life. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. November is a legitimately good song, but I think at this point in the album, um, it, it's the album kind of starts like f- falling out with me. There's like not that much more to experience. I mean, I guess I mean it, that would be at dropping seeds because dropping seeds doesn't really even need to be there. But so for like at this point in the album, November is still legitimately good on its own. But I think the album has done everything that it it wanted to accomplish at that point, and I got everything that I could get out of it. Um, I don't know. I like November and Glitter a lot. I When I first listened to it, I didn't even notice them. And then, like, going back to, like, actually sit down and think about them, I liked November um, not as much, but I do like it still. And Camp Flogna is in November, so that's why. Okay, and then I have only one thing to say about Glitter, and then I'll let you guys say whatever you want about it. So going back to Loiter Squad, uh, when he was doing that that young N-word character, he did a song with Ice J.J. Fish, and because of that pre-established relationship, 
and the fact that the features weren't listed on iTunes when I originally listened to it, I looked up to see if it was Ice JJ Fish singing on this song. Oh my god. Nice. Uh, that's, I would, not joking, I thought that he might have pulled him back Stop. out for this. That's the hardest critique he'll ever get for his singing. It's not It's not a critique because I don't think it necessarily sounds bad. I listen to a lot of music where the singer just does weird stuff with their voice and goes all over the place, but I think he hits inflections uh, and like sort of like vibrato type of things that is reminiscent of what Ice J.J. Fish does. I cannot I, see that okay, as, so to be, ins- as more than an insult. <laughs> to, to be fair, the actual thought process was, I was like, maybe Tyler like really talked to Ice J.J. Fish and got him to like step up his game so he could sing on this album cuz it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like shitty shitty like his his first songs were but I but it's I didn't I I've never expected anyone else to do those kinds of Noises. vocal runs yeah except for him <laughs> I never expected anyone to go for that except for uh, Mr. Ice JJ himself. So, I was I was caught off guard by the fact that, that was actually Tyler's voice. You ruined the song. I'm never gonna listen to it again. I have such a happy memory of it. And now, if I go back into it, go back to November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my piece. Basically, that's that's all I have to say for like the rest of the album. So you guys can cover the rest. Enjoy right now. Today's uh, it's just instrumental and yeah. it's a fine outro. Yeah. Um, so I did really like Glitter. I thought it, November and Glitter are, like, his most emotional songs or, like, emotionally open songs on it, so I really took away more of the lyrics to them than I did, like, what they sound like. Um, that first verse, like, it's a lot of, he does the voice-changing thing that he's done in the past on this one, and I think it's used well because that first verse is a lot happier, and it's like, oh, my God. You make me feel like glitter. You make like all the corny shit that you say, and like his voice is like tuned up. And then verse two goes back to like the weird demon shit he does, and it's more about like the self sabotage he faces. Like, yeah, I feel that, but I've never said that to you. Blah blah blah. And then like it's just like him realize like I'll never be that open, but that's how I feel. And then that outro with the voicemails like seals that idea together where right? he's like oh because we couldn't hear you the service was bad aka you never got it out and that like reflecting on like why things fail because you just didn't you weren't honest so that's why I really like that song I agree with you I really did like the like half the second half of the song a lot like when he starts with in contrast to the first part of the song which mm-hmm. I don't know it was just very emotional and it's definitely not like Tyler to really make it half kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I'm so happy, everything like that. And then for it to just slow down and, like, turn into something completely different. It was very, it was just very different for what he usually yeah. does. I feel like it was, like, the most honest self-reflection. Yeah. So I really liked it at the end. And I think, like, you couldn't have ended it on that voicemail without it kind of being weird. Yeah. You think of the whole album. So then... I don't really like uh, Enjoy. I don't like Enjoy either. Now, but it made sense yeah. to put something musically that summed up what the album sounded like mm-hmm. at the end. But he was like, I already said what I had to say. 
So I think it yeah. worked out well as like a composite. I think the I think the entire purpose of that song is to be an album outro. Yeah. I don't think it's composed to for you to click play on that song and then stop oh, yeah. listening after yeah. it's done. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be part of the album. Cool. Okay. Um, who wants to do a rating first? Um, or any straggler comments? Okay, I'll go first. I think there's a little bit of fat on this album towards the end, and I think that within the songs there's a little bit of a disconnect with moving from one section of the songs to the other. And I think those are the only things that are that you could say are wrong with this album. And I think in every single song he's trying to do something interesting and unique and he's trying to make a pretty hip-hop album, which is basically a completely new idea, and his lyrics are a hundred steps up from his old music. And I would, I would say this is an 8 out of 10. I think it's funny, because like, I feel like me and Alex's ratings are going to be higher, because as like people who listened to Tyler before, like me personally, um, I already kind of, once I got heard like two songs, I knew what the album was going to sound like, and I kind of just focused on the lyrics to see his growth as a person. And, um, like, there was obviously parts like that OK, OK switch up. And then using, like, very direct 70s themes, that was, like, I noticed. But I really looked at it lyrically because I kind of expect what I expect from him with one that orchestra sound. So for me, looking at it that way, I think it's a nine because I think it's a lot of growth and a lot of honesty. And I like the way he put things that were, like, relatable. Okay. And so I think this is up there with Wolf to be Tyler's greatest album. Um, The way that he has now produced almost all, or if not all, I don't remember which it is, that he has produced all of this throughout the years, like producing all of his own, almost all of his own stuff. And like, the production value has gone up. His lyrics have gotten so much more complex and so much more intuitive. Um, the way that the songs go into each other almost seamlessly. Some songs I didn't know where they began and where they ended when I first started listening to this. And that is something that I really like because it kind of is like telling a story almost. It's like one big like motion picture kind of thing. Um, and just like you said, his overall growth has made this one of his best albums. I'm going to give it a nine also. Okay. So 8.7, which, um, is album of the year so far, which, which I personally agree with. I, I thought about it for a while and I think this is a notch above, uh, melodrama for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, one notch. Like, I, I, I do have an ongoing list, and not to spoil what would... I mean, we would definitely do an album of the year discussion if if we made it to 2018. But, yeah, right now on my list of all the albums I've listened to, Melodrama is seven, and Scum Fuck Flower Boy is six. So there you go. So what are the, what are the top, what are the top five? Uh... Who knows? It's definitely not they, because you guys did not like that. <laughs> it is not. 
It is not they. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So next week, Alana no. has Alana has two new releases that she's very excited about, and it's also if she does not want to do a new release, her turn to pick an album from her birth year. I have um, a checkout. Open Mike Eagle just came out with a mix, uh, not a mixtape, sorry, a music video uh, to announce his new album that's coming out in September, and it's it's nice and quiet and sentimental, and I like it. Check out Open Mike Eagle, ninety five radios. It's called. Um, continue to not check out Nave's Perfect Timing. Uh, it keeps getting like promotions. No, uh, do check out. Uh, ASAP Mob Cozy Tapes is going to come out soon, Volume 2. They haven't released the date yet, but they did drop uh, Raph, which, back to Playboy Cardi and this, like, fucking thing of me never going to hear a new song from him, he fucking is featured, right? It's ASAP Mob. So I'm like, okay, this is Playboy Cardi's time to shine. It's featuring Frank Ocean, Uzi, Young Thug, and one other person that I can't remember. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, I get through this song. I'm like, okay, Frank Ocean probably just did some stuff in the background. No. Play- Frank Ocean has a full rap verse in the song, yet Playboy Cardi does not still. He's just ad-lib noted. But check it out, because I love when Frank raps, and it's really good. But the saga continues of Playboy just being able to say yeah and getting a check. Um, Alex, do you have any checkouts? Um, I don't think I do. Okay. So what is your decision, Alana? <sighs> I didn't listen to Vic Mensa yet because I'm scared about it. I always feel like I'm getting a lecture when you listen to Vic Mensa, so I haven't had the time to like prepare myself for that. But it's about his life, which is crazy, um, as told in certain songs of his last project, which was only like a EP. So I definitely am going to suggest Vic Mensa, the autobiography. Okay. That's good. I was hoping that you would choose Vic Mensa. Yeah. I listened to a, a little bit of it, and he references Weezer in the very first song. Like, Perfect. Like, circle. Oh, like opening eight bars, he references Weezer. Full um, circle. I, yeah, oh I, listened to, I listened to Amine a little bit, just so I would like have the appropriate reaction to whatever one you decided oh, yeah. on. Also check out Amine. It's um, whatever songs you've heard of him are the only good songs on this album, except for like the addition of Spice Girls, but it's very goofy. Album. Yeah, since we're not since we're not going to do it, I thought that the production was of a notable quality. Yes. Uh, but I thought that it was it mostly was like pop rap kind of style, which I'm not into at all. Yeah, I think the two very stars on pop that rap album are Turf and Blinds, which are like the only more serious one. Even though Blinds is like more joking take, uh, Turf is like the song I would check out from that album. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. so I'll, I'll, I'll second Vic Mensa. I was hoping that you would say Vic Mensa. Sure, I'll second it too. Yay. He's, he's, he's down with, with Lil B, so I'm down with him. He what? He's down with Lil B. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got a song together. Of course. That's super rare, too. Like, how many rappers have a song with Lil B? I think almost like Vic, all of them at this Vic Mensa. <laughs> no, no, no one does songs. Lil B did not do any songs with anyone during, like, the the height of his... Shit. In the past two years, I've heard Little B on more songs than I think any other person's been featured on other songs, except for Playboy. No way. No. Yeah. What about like Ty Dolla Sign and stuff? Ty Dolla Sign. All right. But, Ty Dolla Sign's yeah, Ty on, Dolla every Dolla on every single album. 
No, little little you. It was super hard to get a little beavers for a long time, and like, G Easy got one because he's from the he Bay. He got two with him. Well, I'm just saying artists. I'm not saying like individual oh, songs. Yeah. G Easy got one because he's from the Bay. Vic Mensa got one because he made a song about gay rights, and Little B likes to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, and then there was a couple other artists on that. And then, what what other artists have had a song? Terry Junior. I don't know who that is. Which, yeah, it's... Oh, wait, yo! Oh, wait, yo, that song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song sucks. I was sucks. gonna say, that we song... texted each other the same day, like, at the exact same time, about the song. Because it was with Father, too. That's what yeah. I was excited about, Lil B and Father. Well, fa- but the Terry Jr. part Father's sucks. Father's verse was good. Yeah, it, it just cut out all the Terry Jr. parts <laughs> and do a better beat. I got a soft spot for them. I don't know who they are. No one does. It's it's supposed to be like Kylie Jenner or something. No, yeah, it is, but it isn't. I mean, I think that's their marketing ploy. It okay. is a hundred percent why they got popular. That's enough. That's enough of that. Uh, Black Ken might come out August seventeenth. <gasps> Little B tweeted out the number seventeen today. Oh no! I just hope that means it comes out this year. It's <laughs> it's just sometime this year. <laughs> sometime. Blanking note. Reminder. Two thousand. Reminder. This is two thousand seventeen. He's in. He's a, a social media marketing genius. He knows exactly how long he could build up hype for something before and how people little get annoyed he has with to him. Say. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay. Thank you for listening to our discussion of Scum Fuck Flower Boy. Almost, almost universally agreed that it's the best Tyler album. Uh, Alex might think that given more time to think about it. Yes. <laughs> but definitely worth checking out if you're like me and you have uh, been lukewarm or hated some of Tyler's music in the past. Definitely. Good job. Definitely. Great job. I've been listening lots of Tim and Eric skits. So, hey Tyler. Great job. Okay. <laughs> Good news for fans of me uh, not wasting my time. There's not a lot of editing to do in this one. It's uh, still over an hour, but that's I broke that seal now, so I'm just going to let that slide. Bad news uh, about that is there's nothing to put after the song ends because we didn't go on any weird tangents or mess up the recording or talk about personal information that I shouldn't be putting out on a public podcast so the song's just gonna end um and that's that uh check out i we might not have said the name of vic mensa's album it is called the autobiography as told by vic mensa and i'm super excited because i've been holding off like seriously checking him out for a while and this is the perfect application of book club to force myself to check out someone who i've been wanting to check out Check them out too, and we'll talk about it.